and welcome to the second episode of Tales from the Trail. In this edition, Justin Chesham and I are joined by Dan Weiler, the head coach of women's soccer at Johns Hopkins University in Baltimore. He's fresh off a national championship victory and provides unique insights into recruiting that you're going to want to hear. Please follow our podcast on Apple or Spotify and head to matchplayrecruit.com to leave any feedback you may have. Thank you for listening and see you on the trail. Fancy. Yeah. So uh, what do you guys think of the question, what do you look for in a player when you get that from a recruit? Is that like your favorite question of all time or your least favorite question of all time? Rate that. Rate it. Give it a 1 to 17. Jeez. What's your... Well, what's the best 1 or 17? What's the worst? Definitely. Probably more relevant. (laughs) Yeah, what's the worst? Gotcha. Uh, I don't know. My my takeaway has always been like it's – I wouldn't say it's a good or a great question. I think it's just the most common question. And it's one of those questions that I chalk it up into the pile of, what what do you think a coach is going to say to you? You know, we're going to tell you pretty much the same thing. And it's just very, very, very broad. And, I mean, it could be position-based. It could be what we need that year. Uh, We're all looking for the same type of kid off the field, you know, good student, good kid, you know, uh, good in the locker room, all those all those boxes checked off. But as far as that specific question, it's just way too broad, way too open-ended. And, I mean, I could go on forever about it, about one kid, and it could be different for the next kid. Yeah, I, you know, I found – I don't know. You tell me if you found this too, Cheese, but especially maybe the last two years, maybe three years, but um, – I'm getting the same questions. It's really typical, right? Like there's certain things that recruits want to know and certain things that we should be telling them. But I, it's almost like a script now yeah. where the club coaches are saying, you need to ask these four things. Yeah. And while those questions, like you said, I think are they're valuable and there's value to the answers that you give them. But to me, it's also a litmus test if they only ask those four questions and they don't personalize any of the four and how they react to my answer, it's really telling to me. So just as an example, like that question, Scott, like what do you look for in a player? That's a very common question. There's, you can, like she said, examples you can give and there's things, there's value to it, but you can ask that question in a way that also shows that you have done some research on the school you're actually talking to and that you actually want to know. I mean, don't ask a question that you don't really want to know. I mean, don't ask us questions just because someone said you should ask this question. And cause I, I don't know. I mean, I can tell, I, I, I want to have just a conversation with them and, and sometimes, someone saying, you know, what kind of player you look for. Instead, you say, listen, I, I, it looks like you have seven midfielders and I've seen you play and looks like you usually play with three midfielders. I'm wondering how do you know, how do, how do the midfielders function within your system? Like, what do you like about this player compared to this player within your roster? I, I mean, I think, it doesn't have to be that specific, but I, I think the idea is like make it make it a conversation that that 
you, <laughs> both sides actually want to have some kind of correspondence. And I, I think the advice they're getting is, is good, but it also is losing some of its soul, if that makes any sense. Well, I think you said the key word, personalized, you know, specific. Like, what do you want to know about you and your chances to play? And also, do, do we already have a relationship? Have I already seen you play? Do I know you personally? Have you come to a camp? Have we engaged a little bit? Because then I can start to break down my exact thoughts of you as a person or as a player and specific to a position. And now you're starting to get nitty gritty. Now you're starting to get into, okay, am I a round peg, round hole? Is this starting to fit perfectly for me? And that's really the, the answers that you're <laughs> you're going to keep it big and to keep it broad okay you're going to see that yeah we like smart kids athletic kids you know it's it's you're going to get broad answers it's just not gonna you're not going to be able to narrow your list down from there it's not yeah gonna, we're all going to say the same stuff yeah yeah i mean it's really good insight because i think that kids come to you guys if they're fortunate enough to get a visit or get on the phone with you guys or, you know, you, you catch them after a match or something like that, whatever the situation is, you know, they, that's super valuable time for them and to waste it on, you know, not frivolous, but questions that aren't going to really give them any insight as to what you guys are looking for. It's super, it's just important to, for them to understand and, and, and do their homework, right? Yeah. And, I mean, kids are nervous. I mean, it, it, I, I get it. I mean, this the phone call with me could be their very first phone call I've ever had with a college coach. I mean, you don't, we don't know that. Um, and I think having some kind of a plan is totally fine. Like having a list of questions is completely fine. But make it make it a little bit more in tune to what, you know, who you're talking to and, and that school, if you can. Yeah. And um, I started even responding to these kids saying like, look, I get the question, but I'm saying basically what Dan and I are saying right now, let's ask this question instead, especially if I know the kid at all, or if I've seen him, if I'm on the call with somebody that I don't really know very well, then, you know, I, obviously there's a lot to go on there, but when it comes to a kid that I've seen, I know specifically then I'll, I'll kind of guide them. Like, hey, that's fine, but I'm going to actually ask the question you really want to know the answer to. So I'm starting to help these kids a little bit more. But, I mean, Dan's right. Most of them are coming in. They have an idea of what to ask for, but it's not really what they should be asking. Um, but they'd love to help guide them in the right direction. Right. Um, so uh, just to reset here, uh, this is the second episode of – Tales from the Trail, as uh, we're calling it. Um, uh, Justin Chesum is the is a, he's a second time guest, so he's two for two so far, um, and probably just will be a host of some sort. But uh, so um, you know, because he's pretty, but um, very. I mean, there's times to bring that out for the first time in his lifetime. You might as well bring it out on a podcast. Well, I, you can see my shine here on my five head that I've got going on here. So, uh, you know. you're doing fine. I have my hat on, so you're fine. Yeah. Did you did you like get some uh, what do they call that concealer stuff? To... Yeah, I, ha I had my my three year old daughter uh, puff me up <laughs> a little bit, so I'm I'm makeup ready. 
That's yeah. wise. That's wise. I don't think there's nearly as much glare. So, um, but yeah, so cheese is. Uh, I had to wear sunglasses last time. Um, so uh, cheese, as everyone calls him, Justin Chesham. He's the head men's coach at Christopher Newport University in Newport News. Um, a ton of accolades. Uh, when you're researching him, read his bio so that you know what his accolades are if you're interested in Christopher Newport. Um, they are a premier Division three team in the country. Um, they win way, way more than they lose, and they make it into the tournament and make it several games into the tournament every year. So um, an impressive program with a rich history and uh, lucky to have Justin which is weird for me to say. I never call you Justin on the podcast today. Um, and, uh, you know, fortunate enough to call him a really good friend as well. So, um, and then also we have uh, Dan Weiler, who's the head women's coach at Johns Hopkins University. Um, Dan has a 20 plus year career um, that uh, started. I didn't realize this. You were coaching men's and women's team at the, uh, was it Concordia up in Minnesota? Yeah, it was craziness. <laughs> You're like a young Anson Dorrance at the time. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, that was probably pretty crazy. Um, and then you came to CNU for a number of years. Was it seven or eight years? Which? Yeah, one of those two. <laughs> I think it was eight. Whatever yeah. it was. Yeah. Years at that point, but uh, you know, yeah. I met you way back when you first came to CNU. So, um, again, fortunate enough to call you a friend as well. Um, Dan's had a few All-Americans, a few conference championships, um, and you you won a big match at the end of last year, last season, right? Yeah, it's some some big game. Yeah. Look it up. Uh, yeah. So yeah, and so you know this. Match match play is about recruiting, and we're trying to provide these podcasts and our content is going to be about providing insights into you know the the. It's hard to describe. Like as a parent of a, of a former recruit, it's when you're entering into that process, it's kind of murky, right? It's it's not. There's some things that you don't know, and there's some things that you think you know, and. I want to provide information from people who do it every day um, to, you know, provide families and the recruits information so that they have an easier time navigating that process. And in turn, that'll make it easier for you guys as coaches. So I think it's kind of a win-win, you know, all the way around. Um, and I'm sure, Dan, after you won that big match – well, Dan won a national championship, whatever. Um, uh, I'm sure you guys are resting on your laurels and you're not recruiting at all anymore. So, um, I know. I mean, it's like Netflix is amazing right now. Right. Yeah. Man, if, I had to, if I had time for Netflix, oh, that'd be amazing. Yeah. So uh, obviously you guys are both, you know, in the thick of it right now and, and getting two, three classes, you know, put together as, as you, um, through the winter and spring and um it's a busy time for you guys so i appreciate your time and um hopefully no problem hey can i tell you a quick story about cheese please he doesn't know what he doesn't know what i'm gonna say um so the 
because I think it's relevant to what you what you're saying in terms of what you're trying to do and what, what you're trying to provide, uh, especially since he's been on a couple of these and probably be on more. Um, so I first met Cheese. You can correct me if I'm wrong, but um, at a club practice, I think that's when we first physically met. Maybe 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 shook hands another time, but so yeah, I, I was hired. Yeah, so I was hired at CNU, and I was I'm from Minnesota area, from the Midwest. Didn't know anyone in Virginia before I was hired there. Showed up and wanted to kind of get involved in the community, but also just wanted to get to meet people and all that stuff because we didn't know anybody. And so they said, "Well, there's a local club. If you want to, you know, help out with this a little bit, that'd be cool." And Cheese, who Everyone just kept talking about cheese. I'm like, who, what are you talking? First of all, I didn't even know it was a person, right? So like, all right, cheese is going to be there. I'm like, great. What are you talking about? Um, so I show up and and he's there and he's training the team. And I'm like, whoa, this guy can coach. Like this guy knows what he's doing. So on a couple levels, I was like, this is exciting for me because coming from the area I came from before, I didn't have I didn't have really access to a lot of soccer people that were doing like day-to-day um training teams wanting to like become an expert at their craft and work on it and so i met cheese and i'm like this guy can coach like he knows what he's doing he's good with these kids he's funny like like, it was clear that there was a connection between the players and him and all this stuff and he was really open to me um and I was there and just hanging out with him, you know, at the time, but we got, got to be pretty good friends pretty quickly. Now, unbeknownst to me, this is the point of my story. Plus um, this is why I think it's relevant to what you're doing, Scott is um, I did not know that he applied for my job. So I learned later that the guy that was being so showing kindness to me and that was training these people, I had no idea that like I, took the job that he he interviewed for and I never I didn't know that because he he of course would never told me that right away and and he genuinely was really happy for me because he saw my background and all this stuff and he's like okay you know this guy kind of knows what he's doing (laughs) hopefully that he still feels that way I don't know but um and it just shows that he's the kind of guy that will give you the goods and will be you know, when it comes to the lens of like recruiting, like he's gonna he's gonna give you the information that you need and not oversell things or not um, not be um, dishonest by any means, but but also with the advice he's giving to people and what you're doing in this platform, I think that's very relevant to 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 what you do. So anyway, so that's my quick story on, on cheese. So for what it's worth. You should have heard what he said behind your back, though. I know. Well, he's not trustworthy, but, I mean, I, I like him. <laughs> well, thanks, Dan. And, uh, uh, Scott, at first, thank you for starting with me in the intros because I'd hate to be like, oh, yeah, Dan won the national title. <laughs> also, Jesus here. Uh, you know, so, But uh, if you do want to win a national title, just call me before the season's over to schedule uh, staying together at the convention. Because the last two years, uh, Jamie, of course, our women's coach, won it. And then this year, Dan, and we stayed together at the convention. So if you want to win a national title, just just give me a call and uh, we'll book it. Uh, maybe I'll get one of my staff members to call me to do it so we could be the ones to win. Yeah, you're the conduit. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, of course, Dan, it was it was sad when Dan left to go because, I mean, we, you know, we obviously shared office space right next to each other, field space. And 
I mean, uh, we had little kids at the same time. Our wives got really close. We lived right down the road from each other. So, uh, you know, obviously I didn't, I didn't want him to leave, you know, I, you were having a lot of fun here and all that stuff. I'm of course, very happy for him. Uh, in his big win this year, we were watching it and it was a heck of a celebration there, buddy. I was very excited. <laughs> to see that. And, uh, we definitely miss you around here. I'm glad that we're still pretty tight and, uh, you know, keeping up with each other throughout the season and, uh, probably pick your brain a little bit on how to get to that, that goals for average. Cause we, you know, <laughs> yeah. Well, oh my gosh. That's uh that was pretty impressive. But yeah. yeah right thanks guys. I appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so getting back to our initial conversation, <laughs> Sorry. Uh, uh, no, I mean, this is exactly like where the conversation should go. So I hope that you guys will continue to kind of ad lib and, and throw in stories. So, um, I think that's what is really, truly interesting. So, um, one of the other things that you, so I asked you guys to like talk, you know, send me some thoughts about what we could cover. And one of the things, one of the other questions that um, Chi sent me was, um, you know, what is your team culture? Like, do you, that's, that's one of the other questions that is, is probably a little too broad, but, you know, how do you guys handle that? And, and, you know, how would you suggest someone figure out what your team culture is outside of just asking the coach directly? Yeah. I mean, I, I always, that one makes me go a little bit because my response, even to the kids, I'll have them say it to them. I was like, look, Debbie ever had a coach tell you if it's bad. Oh, our team culture is terrible. We need you to come in and help fix it. I mean, we're all going to tell you it's great. And you know, it's not like we're not trying. So, uh, you know, it's not like we don't have a story or two of a kid being a knucklehead or an incident happened. We all have those stories, of course, but basically my, my reaction to that is what, what answer are you expecting to get? And, uh, I think that once again, like we talked about earlier, get more specific, like, what are you doing? You know, what are some of the activities? I mean, every team is doing something to, to stay together or, you know, show us some evidence of what you're, or tell us some evidence of what you guys are doing. So your team's all together and. Some of the kids will get a little specific, like, well, are they living together? What's it like in the locker room? What are you guys doing on road trips and stuff like that? And so you can get into a little bit more nitty gritty. I, I like to talk about those things. Plus uh, our alumni, you know, just it was so important for them here and our culture was so strong. They they continue to come back, continue to support us, continue to be a part of the program. And, you know, so there are some ways to show a little more evidence. Uh, I still think the the absolute best way for you to find out if the culture is right for you is to you know, get down there on a visit and spend some time with the team, the the coach, the team away from the coach, you know, in the dorms, in the locker room, on the sidelines, stuff like that, where the coach might not be there. And of course, spend some time in the office, but you have to be pretty far in the long of the process before you get to that point. Yeah. I mean, I echo all that stuff. I mean, I, primary, like she said, is you just hang out with them. I mean, you hang out with them and don't be afraid to ask them hard questions and hopefully you'll establish enough of a connection with, with those players that are currently in the program that they'll, they'll give you the goods, right? Like they'll say, I love this part, but this part's challenging. Um, and I think you're gonna, you're gonna get an answer that's through the lens of everyone that you ask. So that's tricky when it comes to, like she said, the initial, like no one's going to tell you that the culture is horrible and, and I think um, that's one of those top four questions that I 
I always, I almost buzz through it because I could spend an hour talking about it, but I, I found that whether I spend 25 minutes explaining it or I spend 30 seconds, all they're looking for is it's good. Yeah. It's great. Like they get along great. They hang out all the time. Right. Next question. And so going back to my, what we talked about before, like personalizing that a little bit more and having a little better sense of that and just saying, listen, I've, if this is the player talking, like I've been part of different teams and the teams that I really resonate with me the most are teams that do A, B, and C, like whatever it is for that person. And I'm looking for that. And that doesn't mean like some players, team chemistry, and it's important to everybody, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that it's, um, it's a deal breaker for everybody either. So if they've been on really competitive teams where they've just found a few players that they really, really fit with, and that's okay for them, then they're going to find a team no matter what. If they, if they really want a full group of players, really, really all tight knit, that's fine. Um, But you only find that if you, if you hang around them and you, you get a sense of, what the culture is because culture really is environment and culture is really community and what kind of community is it? Um, We try to bring our committed players or even prior to that back for certain events. And so they get a kind of a taste of what the culture is um, to try to prep it even like if they're committed, but even before that at camps so that our players are around them a lot, which I know cheese does that as well with his camps. And um, the more you can do that, the better. Um, we, we do have a little bit more of a challenge, honestly, than CNU just because we, the players, the distance they're traveling sometimes is so extensive that they repeat visits for them is a little bit trickier. So having access to the event that gives them everything that they want is, is really important when we, when we're trying to portray what the culture really is. But yeah, I mean, all those things that he said are spot on. Well, that and culture also, it, it's, it's a sensitive thing. I mean, if you're winning, people are on the field, you know, scoring goals, everything's going well. How easy is that for the locker room to go strong and be great and the culture strong and go and throw some losses in a row, go to lose two, three games in a row or have a, a couple bad things happen. And now your culture is being tested. I mean, we, we talk about it, whether we use the word culture or not, we're always talking about, you know, how we interact with each other all the time. And, we have this thing in practice when the guys might be going a little too hard after each other or something happens, which we encourage, you know, we, we want them to have a tough training session. We just have a simple cure and it's just called hugs and high fives into the practice. Cool. Five, five hugs and high fives guys. And it seems like it's over, whatever it was, it's over. And they're just big brother, little brother stuff. I mean, all, all of that adds up, but it's really something that you have to focus on every day. And every kid is experiencing something different. I mean, player number one on your roster, that's, starting and 80 90 minutes a game and versus player number 25 on your roster that's trying to break through and just can't you know may have a different answer to what it's like and uh so when you're in the room as a recruit you have to talk to them you have to get the you know what's it like for you try to you know find a kid that may be like man i wish i wasn't player number three in that position go talk to that kid i mean because the reality is you may be that kid i mean everybody on our rosters were good players and, uh, you know, you got to come in, you got to work your way up. Nobody's really ever promised, hey, you're going to come in and start and be the top person on our squad. So you got to work yourself through that. And But the key is to ask those questions 
be specific, find out the ones that are uh, going to give you the answers that you're looking for. Thank you for listening to part one of episode two of Tales from the Trail. I hope you found the information useful and you'll listen to our next podcast. To support us, please follow us on Apple or Spotify. And again, send us feedback or questions that you'd like answers to on future podcasts.